Welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today, for our, I believe, 120th episode, we are mm-hmm. talking about <laughs> the sixth and seventh episodes of Little Fires Everywhere, which are the uncanny and picture perfect. And ooh boy, ooh boy, do photographs play a large role in both of these? Plot-wise. <laughs> Bless, Bless <me>. you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, so episode six, The Uncanny, the whole episode is a flashback. Um, which I loved. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> I've been waiting for this! So, exciting uh, stuff. 80s, I, I moving did to think City. it was funny <laughs> when they were doing the road trip aging montage in the last part of the episode, and suddenly, like... The girl who looks exactly like a teenager is like, she's Carrie Washington now. I I'm know. Like, okay. I know. It is sort of funny. I <laughs> I thought that that younger actress who played young Mia um, didn't really look like Carrie Washington, but I thought she did a good job acting similar to Mia. Yeah. She like, definitely had the weird mannerisms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Down. Yeah. I thought she did a good job with that. Um, and yeah, and so we sort of get a little insight into what brought her to the city. She was basically just like, just the, just a young girl from a Christian family. Just a small town girl. Yeah. With a brother named Warren, who was, seemed to be like her friend and confidant because her parents seemed pretty like, oh Lord, why is our child (laughs) going to art school? She will become a lesbian or a whore. No other options. And then she comes back both in a, well, they don't know, in a gay relationship (laughs) and also pregnant. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, they are mad. Yeah. Um, But it's also weird because you know her brother's going to die because like we got that information. So I was just like, when's it gonna happen? Uh, and then you also know the stuff like where inevitably she's going to get pregnant. It's going to be with yeah. this relationship. And then she's going to back out. So the entire time I was like, and here's the explanation. Here's what yeah. she did. It. And at the end I was like, mm, the okay. whole thing seemed very much like, like scared young girl with dreams is, hurt and frightened by the world and like the one person she loves and trusts ends up dying right and it's just like well time to just I don't know <laughs> take this baby and run I guess <laughs> yep Which, it is you know, uh it, it's it makes sense more sense in context given the fact that after her brother dies, it really is, and like her parents are like, "And you will not be coming to the funeral because because we you're hate visibly you. pregnant, yeah, <laughs> and um, you are not married." Where it like it's a thing where she has like no family except for this baby, so that and makes ironically, sense. she's like a Virgin Mary too, so yeah. it's kind of intense that <laughs> they're kicking her out, sort of. I mean, they don't really quite kick her out, but they mm. clearly reject what's happened to her. 
and make her feel isolated and alone. <laughs> Although, um, once again, they do not ask, like, what's up? They're yeah, they like, don't like... Well, <laughs> Yeah, like if they knew, (laughs) yeah, if they knew the actual situation, they'd realize how incredibly complicated and weird it is. And it's also just like a sad thing of she needed money and ended up in a bizarre situation. And like, I I get why she's been able to get away with it because it was like she was super young. That was really weird to just be approached by a stranger and be like, turkey face to yourself. Like, oh my God. And <laughs> like, weird. I know as soon as he starts talking, he's like, suppo- he's nice, but Jesus Christ, dude, that is the creepiest way to approach someone and be like, would you like to carry my baby? Just like staring at someone on the subway and then following and, her in the street. <sighs> yeah. And even to be told, like, you look just like, my wife, or, like, we're trying to find... I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's creepy, too, in Everything. a different way. <laughs> yeah, Everything's it creepy. Like, it was all creepy, and she needed money, so she gave into the creepy thing. And I thought it was all well-encompassed by, like, what she said um, in her, in her like, testimony, basically, for... Uh, in support of BB, which is just, like, you can't... Like, please don't judge her by her worst moment. And I thought that was great, because... In the books, I felt like it was not super clear that we were, like, that it was bad that Mm. she did that. Like, even though, obviously, if circumstances, but, like, still the action itself is something she's guilty over, something she's hiding. It's, like, a bad thing that is clouding, you know, the way that she deals with stuff. And it's just, like, you could see her wrestling with that in the show a lot more easily than in the books where it felt like... Um, she was kind of like, it was weird, but like, she, it didn't really make sense for her to run off. It just felt like confusing, but in the show I felt more like, okay, I am like convinced by this like (laughs) order of events. Yeah. Like it's less weird. It, it, It seems to add up more, I guess. I'm still like, my issue with Mia is that it's both that she Legally, she doesn't really have a foot to stand on. Secondly, that she's like, I can't defend BB because what if they take Pearl? I'm like, Pearl is a grown ass person. She's about to be 18 years old. Like, like they like, can't in just a be like, she's ours now. Uh, and also, oh man, talking about that. Oh, Pearl mad. But um, that's we haven't yeah. seen the extent of that. I'm very excited too. Um, yeah, and also the, I mean, like it's like so many layers of like, yeah, she should have told her sooner. But oh my god, Elena should not have been the one to t- oh, tell her that. Oh at my god, all. Elena does a lot of things, <laughs> bad things that she should not <laughs> and should not be doing. Yeah, um, although you do see her quote unquote tragic backstory, which is essentially that. Oh my god, she wasn't expecting her fourth child. It really overwhelmed her. That's why she's such a mean mom to Izzy. (laughs) Yeah, Izzy was a whoopsie baby, and then she never stopped crying. And I'm like, if your fourth baby is the one that never stops crying, you looked out. Uh, Also, (laughs) just the kids are terrible. This reinforces that. Um, Yeah, it's just just like, we get it. Life is hard. We all have terrible situations that we go through. 
but it doesn't mean you can just do whatever you fucking want. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, we got end the, of the day. <laughs> Jamie incident number one, which is the one he referred to last time, where he was like, you can't do this again. And I'm like, oh boy, we get to see why he's so mad. And you know ha, what? Ha, ha. He is valid to be mad. That was fucked yep. up. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Elena, like, cheats on her husband, but in a make-out, almost sex, but not yet sex kind of way, right? Like, I, th- I thought that was what was happening. And then yeah. she sort of just flees because well, it's cause, yeah sure <laughs> she's like still breastfeeding I guess and so she's just like oh no and then it reminds her that like ah yes I have I have four children and a husband I have a whole ass family yeah, yeah. it's like so Which, that was good that Jamie she, puts like, himself out realized. there he's like I I still love you and I always have and I'm like oh damn Jamie this is gonna hurt later uh, yeah because she's gonna uh, leave. also amazing that I think. His actor was the same adult actor, yeah, but with the child version of Reese. And I was just like, "This, I know, but like, what? My brain. Oh yeah, <laughs> my brain is having it's a hard weird. time. Also, the the actor who plays her husband looks so much like her husband, like the younger husband and the adult husband. I felt is that like not the same person. <laughs> it's not the same person. God. Damn, my brain was just like, yep, that's just him. They just put some makeup on him or something. I don't know. I like kind of recognized the younger actor as a different person. And then I was like, huh, he he looks a hell of a lot like him. But I have to say, overall, they did a great job casting this show. Because like at the end of uh, the seventh episode, you see all the kids sit together. And I was like, those kids look like siblings. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, it's a hard thing to do. But anyway, going all over the place. Um, it's, well, you know what? This show does that, so that is no true. regrets. That is true. I, I feel like we should talk about the, um, like, I mean, as someone who writes fiction sometimes, I, like, I get it, but, like, the whole... Um, like subtle AIDS crisis mention, mm. which is like, oh yeah, just put on this Stonewall shirt. By the way, my friend is sick. <laughs> I was like, okay, I he got has it. pneumonia. Wink, yeah. wink, wink, wink. It, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I was kind of like, at that point, you could just say it straight. Like, like we we can the like she's just cool. Just so be like, you know, the AIDS. It's hitting yeah. literally everyone in the artistic community. So you will yeah. meet people who I have mean, it. <laughs> maybe they didn't want to like get into it or maybe that it was like in the time before people knew. Mm. But obviously it was a huge, huge double hint punch in the face for viewers. I felt yeah. like it was just like, it was to the point that like <laughs> when they're like, oh yeah, she died very suddenly I after I was like, oh, and they were like, oh no, ovarian cancer. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, They're I have weird. the same moment. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's why they brought it up, and then I was like, nope. Guess they brought it up just for like a little, a little pepper, a little yep. historical pepper. Just a little bit of pepper. Um. <laughs> oh, like just like um, the reason um, she needs money, Mia needs money, is because of the Reagan budget cuts in the '80s that I guess cut the arts, arts budget uh, for the city. Um, so she loses her scholarship, which fuck you, Reagan, uh, for many yeah. reasons, but, uh, yeah, sure. Um, there's Not also, surrogate time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which 
oh god i was getting uh handmaid's tale vibes especially yeah. when she's like do you need me to help you and i was like oh i guess this is nice but also i don't like the framing of this <laughs> jesus yeah uh, it was all pretty creepy i mean she so she meets up with the couple again um and i i mean again he's like i i was just thinking about the you look like my wife and then seeing <laughs> the wife and you're like they don't look alike. <laughs> you are a black woman. Yeah, My like I was like, that is, is also... the only correlation I'm seeing here. But sure, she looks like your wife. What? <laughs> See, okay. I think even creepier than that was when they actually get to like the insemination part. And it's just uh, an unrelated person with like a silver tray and like a little tucked in um, blanket for the turkey paster. I was like, this is a lot of visual yeah. information I'm getting. I it, am terrified. It was very, like, this is our world's iteration of The Handmaid's Tale, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was glad it didn't turn into a, like, and now you have to have sex with him, which oh, very easily could have gone that road. Yeah. I was like, whew. Dodged a bullet. Glad about that. Uh, um, uh, and just overall, in in the sixth episode, it it really is just like both of the flashbacks of both Elena and Mia are just. I, I felt like by the end, you were just like, okay, these are like all of the little things that have made them like mother in the way that they do. The little and fires then, everywhere. Yeah, and then, like, how they justify that to themselves. And, well, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I've been watching a lot of crime documentaries. Oh, hell yeah, me too. Um, I don't know, have you seen I'm a Killer? No, I've been watching The Innocence Files. Ooh, I'm which interested is in fun. that as well. Um, I would say Bite I'm Mark a Killer analysis is bullshit. <laughs> Oh, oh I God. did cry. Like, there's a part in that. Like, it's it's heavy. But uh, what 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 part reminded you of that? So, so one of the things that happens a lot in I'm a Killer, at least, it's it's just like interviewing people who are in prison for yeah. murder, basically. Yep. Yep. And they talk about their story of why they like how they ended up in that situation, and then they sort of interview people around them and give them their input. Um, but. <laughs> one of the one of the reoccurring things is it's just like realizing psychologically how the way that you are raised like heavily affects how you see the world and how mm. if you don't continue to like absorb other versions of how things can be you get pretty stuck into like this is what happens like there were some people who would be like I grew up around gangs it was just like you did your time and then you, like, come out. So it's whatever. So I did this murder, and now I'm in for life. And it's like, nice. ah! Yeah, so I, I kind of was reminded of, like, when they were just, you know, because we've seen them make so many mistakes of their parenting throughout the show. And I felt like this episode was very much, like, here is the origin of every, like, mistake they have made, which I liked quite a bit because I was like, I felt like I, I really got to know these characters, like, psychologically a little better to the yeah. point where I don't necessarily have to love them, but I at least understand them, where I think in the book I was like, 
these women are crazy. <laughs> I was just like, why are they? Motherhood is not like some like mystical thing. Just because, like, your child is, like, its own person. Ugh. Like, I was, like, freaking out about that reading the book. But I feel like in the show, you're like, oh, yeah, the parents are also their own people. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in bad ways as well as good. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely, like, a lot of argument about, like, what makes a mother? Uh, and uh, it's rough because kind of both of them, both Mia and uh, Elena, are like, I am your mother, because you came out of me. End of story. Uh, but like, it's a great Elena, way to validate is, adoption. <laughs> Elena is such a bad parent to Izzy too. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, the thing with the Christmas pictures. I'm like, that's so that was like, up. that was like evil. <laughs> I was I was ready for Izzy to like start the fire with just those immediately. photos. Yeah, like, just, like, put those photos places and light them on fire. Because I was, honestly, like, honestly, justified. Lo- love it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was some pretty low-key psychotic behavior. I think it was, <laughs> like, the, the middle finger was subtle enough, too, that I'm, like, you can still like, send those out. just That's crop fine. out the hand, dude. <laughs> like, why do you have to crop out the whole-ass person? Like, it's not like her hand is in her face. Like, Get, like, a happy holiday <laughs> sticker and just slap it on the hand on all oh, Oh my god, that would be so funny. It just seems like there were a lot of non-bitter and hateful ways to deal with that. I'm cutting you out of the family. Yeah, there's like a th- the thing too where Mia and Elena have like switched children with like Pearl really looking up to Elena and Izzy really looking up to Mia. Yeah. Um, which is like clearly you're not always like the best mother for your child just because... Yeah. But, like, who is? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, just, like, I understand BB. I also feel super bad for whatever the name is of that lady who kept having miscarriages. Because yeah. you see her in the flashback. And yeah. it's, like, clearly she's just had one. And uh, Reese has, like, they, they realize that she's pregnant with her fourth. And they're, like, oh, great. Thank you. Like, she just keeps. She doesn't even want a baby. I know. She I was like, like she just, is it weird to be like just handed off? Just like I don't want this one. You guys need one here. Just take it. Take one. I have extras. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh man, it's like on another level. There's this commentary on like family structures too. And it's just like I feel like the conclusion that the show keeps coming to is just like. Everything is messed up. Like, everything is messed up in different ways. Like, you know, the perfect nuclear family or whatever, Mm. like, is still destructive to people's, like, minds. But, like, at the same time, it's not, like, I don't know, like, Pearl missing stability is also, like, a different issue. it's it's interesting (laughs) yeah there's definitely that is like in the seventh episode there's a lot of stuff where like all the secrets are coming out and pearl gets told like one of them which is your mom had access to like half a million dollars at any point and she's mad about that and i was like oh boy that's not even the big yeah. one. So Ooh, like, wait until you hear part two. And then part two left her with the single tear running down the cheek in anger. Look. Oh, yeah. Also, Which, yeah. Elena, that was not your place. 
Oh, oh my, my god. god. I think Alina Mia has, has like a full right to just beat her the shit out of her now. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you're ready. I, I <laughs> no one's like holding you back. It is shocking that this book does not end with some sort of murder. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would it. like be fine with that. <laughs> like it, it ends with a house burning, but I'm like, it could have been a murder and a house yeah, burning. Like the easily. Tensions being raised are like because I feel like Elena is on a sort of like justice like I don't oh my god she's like everyone's everyone's gonna get what they deserve and her husband's like everyone is gonna get what they deserve and then he's like you included (laughs) bitch yeah he's like I know (laughs) I know things I'm like oh it it really is like a lesson in like mind your own fucking business (laughs) a little (laughs) bit because everyone's got their own skeletons and like Reese, just like or Reese, Elena just. I, I call her Reese in like every <laughs> single note. I've been forcing myself to say Elena. I know it's hard because she's just so. I'm just I mean, like, like it's Reese Witherspoon. Like it's just straight up. That's it like obviously is it because like <laughs> Reese is amazing and Elena is a piece of trash. But it's it's like also hard to like not just be like Reese. Um, but yeah, she really goes full trash mode. I feel oh like my God. in episode seven, she's pretty much like no more uh, Mrs. Nice Lady, which really she wasn't in the first place. Well, yeah, that's the thing. She's like, everyone blames me for this. And it's like, because it's your fault. It's like, because you keep sticking your nose and shit. And like, shit stinks. But like, so does yours. Like, come on. Uh, But I don't know. I guess she's just like very justified, very much going for it, very unafraid. And it's going to bite her in the ass. um, As we saw in the first episode. I'm ready for that house to burn the fuck down. Especially as she tells Izzy when they first move into it in the flashback. Like, oh, it's perfect. And yeah, Izzy is like, there's no such thing as perfect. <laughs> you about to find out, mom. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't get quite there. <laughs> there's so much. Um, Episode seven, we get Yale, which is oh boy, yeah, the um, most okay. <laughs> Lexi gets into Yale, and it was immediately like, oh god, the Reese speech she gives, where she's like, and you didn't have to be a minority to get in it was just hard work and that scholarship or that internship at wellesley i was like oh yep. that hurts, <laughs> hurts i feel bad. like that is like so many people that i know oh yeah <laughs> that i'm like like most of us are self-aware but some of us are not and racing it through life <laughs> but lexi oh. does she's self-aware because she's a t- pregnant teen so yeah she's yeah, which, sort of getting geez. hit by reality in a big uh, fucking way yeah which um the big like thing for her plot is she uh acts like a brat to a woman who is just trying to work at the drive-thru please just respect people who are trying to get their job done yeah and also and like she- that woman is definitely like well now i'm gonna spit in your food <laughs> oh like for sure. I might like gonna stick your old burger <laughs> up my butt at this point. <laughs> like, like legally they are allowed to do that at that point. <laughs> but, oh, hundred um, percent. Um, but but she it's did also stupid burger. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! I and she was like, I just wanted a grilled cheese. And I'm like, uh, okay, two hamburger buns and a slice of cheese does not a grilled cheese make you maniac? And also, Jesus just Christ. like you can make that shit at home. 
Like, yeah. why are you going to this store where they don't sell that? And you're like, fucking sell me that. Like, <laughs> it's like the people who are like, I have this. a hack for like to get a special thing at Starbucks. And it's like, please just get a normal thing. Don't make the baristas do this. They're <laughs> having a bad enough time as piss is. piss in your drink. <laughs> they don't want to piss in your drink, but God damn it, they will. <laughs> I just want to really, you know, invite fear into the hearts of people who do this. Because <laughs> it's really like, so, so bitchy. But also like, then you have to be like, well, she is pregnant, so... She's not pregnant anymore. She got that abortion. Oh, you're right. So which is why, no <laughs> which is why Brian's like, it feels like you've been on your period for a whole month, and it's like, ha ha, yep. Yeah, and she does try to tell him at one point, um, but he decides in that moment, um, not wrongfully at all, that like he needs to have a different conversation with her. Which yeah, is about her being fucking rude and like low key, high key racist. Oh um, my god! <laughs> and, and Lexi's like, but I'm not one of those racists, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I hate like, racist. <laughs> but I got, and he's like, what? And then she doesn't say it. So I was like, fine, you don't say it, and you don't get to complain about it. Yeah, uh, so she doesn't tell him once more, which I'm like, I know this is not an easy situation. But, like, oh, my God, how many times is this conversation going to get put off? And, like, yeah. there becomes a point where it's, like, no longer. Like, you could be like, oh, yeah, we've been broken up for, like, a year. But, by the way, I had an abortion last year. I, for, I forgot to tell you. Like, Remember? I, I, I just feel like it gets worse the longer you wait. It's just, like, one of those things you just got ripped the Band-Aid off. Um, especially if he's already breaking up with her, essentially. Oh, for it's sure. It's kind of like, at that I point, mean, like, it would if be you're a not fucked up thing again. to bring up of like, oh, you're going to break up with me? Well, guess what? I had an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad now? <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I guess it's not the best timing. <laughs> but it does seem like post-breakup, it's not well, going to be easier. <laughs> it's mostly that she, like, gears up for it she's like you don't know how hard things have been for me and he's like how and she's like i nope nothing <laughs> nothing yeah. has been hard what do you mean i was like uh, well you know yeah. just go for it if you're gonna bring it up yeah i do feel like on the other i mean lexi does talk about a little bit about how her mom expects her to be perfect and how that's scary but i think even more than that it seems like her parents have not had good sex talks with her or at all make her feel like that's something she could tell people. Yeah. So I, I did also really <laughs> like Brian's line where he's, she's like, my mom's not racist. She won't march with Dr. Luther King. And he's like, and she tells me every single time I come here. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that'd be so annoying. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything about Alana's character is pretty, um, yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm woke. Sums her up. But yeah. uh yeah, just like secret racist. But thanks yeah, she's you know liberal. you're woke when you bring it up every time. Like, <laughs> a, a person of color is in the vicinity. Yeah, whenever you see a black person and you start talking about how cool you are with black people, that means you're really cool with black people. That's that's yeah. the the secret. 
I'm sure that makes no one feel weird <laughs> or like you're being performative and yeah. strange. Which <laughs> like, Lexi too. Lexi does the like, I don't see you as black. I see you as a person. And he's like, but I am black. So yeah. Oh. Fun 90s, 90s <laughs> combos. What a time. Yeah. Time. Every every bad thing is over, everyone. It's the nineties. Which I had a moment. Mia says the word problematic, and I was like, "Am I on Tumblr?" This is two thousand twelve again. Uh, where she's because um, Izzy does like an art project where she's like, "Here are some babies for sale. The white one is the most. The Asian one is ten thousand dollars, and the black babies are free." And then Mia's like, "What?" were you trying to do this seems <laughs> problematic to me and i was like "Ooh, we got we got the problematic word we got it we, we are having it. these conversations oh, yeah also... and you really tell that like izzy has never been challenged like that oh before in like a way that wasn't just like just don't do that it's not nice um because she immediately is like you don't like it either and it's like no yeah i do think that's like it. it's very I, the show sort of like gleeing itself a little bit in encompassing, oh. like, you know, oh it's hitting all the issues. Um, but it did very much make me think of, you know, our whole recent uh, resurgence post 90s of like social justice warriors and stuff like that. Mm. And, and the whole idea of like, I don't know, like white people being introduced to like, like those sort of concepts and then um taking them on and like you know processing them um and is you doing it and the only way she knows how which happens to not to be very appropriate but also like she probably has never even had that you know like had that thought yeah i think it's definitely and you see you get to have the flashback of like the incident that caused her to not be friends with her uh, best yeah. friend anymore. Which was real shitty. Oh, my God. I'm like, and, and she still after that is like, and that girl's my friend again. And I'm like, she's not. She is not your friend. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. ooh, you got to let her, that girl go because she's not here for you. Yeah, uh, basically, Izzy has an ex-girlfriend who is... The friend that she quote-unquote assaulted according to uh the parents that one time when they were at that party yeah because that is that is what her friend claimed in a quote-unquote moment of panic when they are seen kissing consensually in during a seven minutes in heaven uh incident which like i guess it was the 90s it's like (laughs) kind of what you could take from that but yeah her friend decides that she is gonna keep playing this part publicly even though they privately have a conversation and they're like oh yeah that was super fucked up and then Izzy's like yay you apologized essentially and then the next day at school she's like I'm gonna continue to be a bitch like (laughs) yeah look at this freak and it's like god damn it (laughs) It's like just yesterday you were like, sorry for calling you a freak. And now today you're like, freak. And I was like, okay, you're going to just keep apologizing in private like over and over again? Like what is the strategy? I mean, at this point it's like, Izzy, I hope you understand for real, for real that uh, she's not your friend. Yeah, that's going to take a few years at least 
for her to like come around and genuinely understand, you know, like how to behave mm. <laughs> toward people you call your friend. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like she's not really worth Izzy's time right now, but also oh. Izzy doesn't have that many people. I did write down a quote when they're having that conversation, when she's handing over the uh, Cabbage Patch dolls, um, She's like, I freaked out in that closet. And it's like, yep, you did freak out in that closet. Back in the closet. <laughs> she was like, I've remained there for many years. <laughs> like, I'm just going to lock myself in. The closet is nice and comfy at this point. Yep. Uh, but, like, at the same time, while, like, because, like, claiming that Izzy assaults her is both, like, outing Izzy mm. to, like, remain closeted, which is kind of... Like, why? <laughs> um, but I get it. They're kids. It's the 90s. People didn't know shit about shit. And they People thought everyone... People woke. Yeah, they were just like, I need to marry a man and have three children and have career. Let's do this. Which, um, it was pretty funny, the bit where she's talking with Mia and uh, she was talking about being in love with her mentor, which we should probably touch on that. But yes. the, and like Izzy's face, she's like, "Oh, what was his name?" And she was like, "She." It was Polly, and like the, it looks like that that meme with the lady with the math floating in front of her, where Izzy's like, "Okay, <laughs> oh, so, yep, you got you got there, Izzy. You ain't the only one that's gay out here, <laughs> child." <laughs> uh, so speaking of her her mentor, well, we also find yeah. out um, like how she met her Pauline and how she met Anita, her uh, agent question mark I think that's what she is. Yeah, and uh, mildly unprofessional of um, Pauline to yeah. sleep with a student, but you know it, it's like I like I want to be more cool with it, but like the way that they interacted, it really felt like to me at least that, like, Pauline was heading that charge, maybe in part because, I mean, Mia doesn't really know her sexuality yet, maybe, but also, like, she's still, like, super young and looks up to you as a mentor, and I'm like, ah, that power imbalance, though! Oh, yeah, like, Mia makes the first move, but it's also, like, yeah, but they're also, like, in a very small room in Pauline's house where she lives now, so, like... Oh. Yeah, it's all, oh. it's like a little sketchy, but you're kind of like, okay, this was also a time where people were probably, like, struggling to find people similar to them because it was so ostracized. Yeah. And so, like, it's great for people to find each other, but it's also like, damn, it had to be a teacher-student thing, didn't ethics it? Ethics don't <laughs> exist in the 80s. Yeah, well, very different ethics, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Something, but yeah, so they actually have like a pretty like their relationship is fine. If anything, it's like a positive influence on Mia. It helps her get connections, and it unfortunately, when she tragically dies, motivates some decisions. Yeah, um, um, although well, multiple people die, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, the Pauline thing is more of like a well, can't go back because yeah. honestly, going back to Pauline would have been like a really good decision. Yeah, that would have been the move. Yeah. Um, since she's really the only one Mia had left at that point, since her brother was dead, and her parents sort of are not super open to her. Yeah, um, which, by the way, the parents seem to have figured out, because when Reese sees them, they have, like, the full skinny. 
on the, I guess because the, um, the couple whose name I've forgotten have like gotten in contact with her parents, uh, since then, mm. but, um, it was like, well, they've turned around on this because now they're like, she's a baby stealer. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Shit. Oh, nothing boy. she does is perfect. Like, I yeah. mean, also, she is a baby stealer, but like, eh. It's like, things were very complicated and technically yeah. kind of her baby. <laughs> At least half her baby, genetically. Yeah. Although um, she did sign a contract, I think, which is the problem. Uh, like, yeah. she legally signed away that child. Uh, I don't know if you can do, like, a takesy-backsies on that. There might have been a clause, but she definitely didn't do any of that because she's just like, I had a miscarriage, guys. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> and yeah. just fucks off. Yeah. Which, a... by the way, the montage, I was like, it was really well done. That I was like, oh, my God, this sucks for Pearl. She's just, like, has... She's been in this car constantly her entire life. Yeah. She's traveling around. Mm. And that story she tells about the girl with the horses in that house they stay in when she's yeah. really young. I was so sad. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, oh, I remember Jesus. that from the books as being like one of the saddest parts. But uh, it was also because Pearl was one of the le like she was like a non-annoying character in the book. <laughs> Which oh my god, special. every time so episode seven has a lot of like Moody being like, she's lying Moody. to me about where she's going. And uh Pearl just hanging out with Trip and then Moody figuring that out and then just being very grumpy about it. Oh yes. my god. If I had to listen to Moody's internal dialogue during all of this chunk, oh I would just like god. set myself on fire. You got a lot of that so in the book. <laughs> he was like, Wait, he, he ate me. He's just like He's just like a normal little boy, but my God, silence. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I understand you're a teenager, but there's a reason people don't like hearing teenagers talk all the time. <laughs> I also think like you, uh, the different siblings, I feel like he can chill. Like, <laughs> like Trip seems to be having a genuinely good thing with Pearl and like Lexi's going through real shit. Izzy is you having know, the worst learning time how to everybody. become a person. Yeah, like she's like, there's just so much that everyone is going through. And I'm just like, Moody, you are the one with the least excuse <laughs> to like be pissy right now. Like everything is fine. You were continuing life as a normal teenager. But you know, he's having his little teenage drama. And hopefully once the house burns down in episode eight, everyone will learn a little perspective. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so ready for that. I'm so ready for everything for Mia and Pearl to finally have that conversation. I'm like, um, I'm ready for it all, baby. Also, yeah. a thing that happens in episode seven is uh, Bill has had enough. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you know what? I hate this family. I hate everybody involved. Uh, he figures out that Elena has been dining out. A dinner for two when she goes to New York and we find out in the flashback that he also knew that one time she left and almost cheated on him that uh, she was hanging out with Jamie so you know what <laughs> yep. he mad yep and for to be fair he's been very tolerant <laughs> oh oh boy yeah yeah uh, although he did have like... like a couple moments where it's like oh shut the fuck up where he like comes back and Elena's like exhausted because the babies have been screaming all day and he's like 
honey, how could you like let it come to this? And it's like, shut the fuck up, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. He also no says idea. a thing in this episode that I wrote down because I was like, ooh, that's an evil quote where he's like, people like BB Chow don't win. And I was like, whoo, oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> like, yeah. felt that deep in my soul. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, it's true, true, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but he shouldn't say it. Yeah, although he does, during the court case, um, Elena's really pushing him to, like... Oh, my God, Elena full-on stands up and is like, you're not gonna, like, like she out starts, Mia on the stand? Yeah, berating the lawyer who just finished, like, cross-examining someone or whatever. <laughs> and he was... I felt like he was being professional and reasonable there, and she was being nutty but (laughs) but yeah definitely young bill did not understand the i mean the stress of four children like do you really need to have that explained to you but i guess like as she says to him four is more than three (laughs) like yep four kids is different than three kids which it's also just like izzy seems to be just the worst child although like once she gets that pacifier she calms down but she's like there's non-stop screaming for a bit yeah, uh, there is like some sort of baby condition where they lit like they will not stop crying ever and so i'm like oh. hmm. you know <laughs> like there are lots of things that babies can do that you're just like what the fuck i was supposed to prepare for this what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just like yeah I mean, once you, if you've had like three lovely little kids so far, and like your fourth one has any issue, you're probably gonna be like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I did also like that she, while she's dealing with Izzy, she's like yelling at her like three year old and four year old to help the baby. And I'm like, and they're plates. babies. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Baby, help other baby now. <laughs> yeah. Which Moral I didn't realize. Story. I think it's because they all. Izzy is like way shorter than the other ones. I didn't realize she was so close in age to um, Moody. Mm. But yeah, they're like Irish twins. Yeah. And I mean, all those kids are, I guess they're all really close in age because they're all in high school, but they're also all, in that case, around the same age as toddlers, which I'm sure I just can't imagine. Toddler one, help, toddler two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As someone who has. Raised many children in The Sims. <laughs> I can say that Completely more than... <laughs> it truly is, like, three is, like, the limit where, like, people won't die because they have to be <laughs> constantly caring. Like, it's, like, once you get more than three children, like, there has to be, like, more than two adults. This is really At least teaches in the you Sims. so many things about life. <laughs> yeah, it also teaches you about fire, which... Oh. <laughs> You know, very relevant for this show. Yeah. Um, there's in the the episode six when um they're going through Mia's art, which once again I love the the stuff they show of her art. Like the the photograph she's doing where um she has to do the self portrait. And mm-hmm. there were all the different options. I was like, these are nice. This this is nice. Show me more. Um Yeah, she does have really neat art. And she has the like the first piece that Pauline's like ooh, you're an artist, uh, was one where she burned stuff. And I was like, ha-ha, it started. 
ah, these connecting <laughs> themes. Mm. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, Izzy, um, the, I think the last thing we see of her is the her with the pile of cut up her off the Christmas card, which like, hoo hoo. Let's start fires. Let's yeah. start fires. I'm like, it. the likelihood of it being Izzy is like astronomical. But honestly, after the end of this episode, like, I don't know who set the fires because I never, like, I don't remember that from the book or what I heard of the book. So it's probably Izzy, but I'm like, Mia has a 100% <laughs> chance of also being involved. Because she has, she has perfect validation. Motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like reason. And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. <laughs> she yeah, ruined your, your relationship with your daughter. You should just reveal at the end that it was just a random pyromaniac in the neighborhood <laughs> setting fires. Completely, yeah. It's just, I'm like, Mia, set it on fire. Take Izzy and Pearl, and they are your children now. And just Boom. leave. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, episode eight, which is our next, and I believe the final episode it is. of the series slash season i guess we don't really know um yeah so we will we will get many an answer on uh i hope on who set the fires i mean there's so many reasons why at this point that it's like <laughs> do we even need a reason why <laughs> i'm like at this point it's only like i know the person involved and it's like just like who else is gonna help <laughs> Yeah, yeah now it's fires. just like, what reasons do we have to not set a fire? Yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll find out. Um, we'll be talking about that in two weeks, although the episode, I believe, comes out next week. So, yeah, so that should be fun. We'll talk about episode eight, and it's called Find a Way, um, and Ooh. we will find a, a way to, to, to end the show nice <laughs> <Okay>. well done <laughs> very good um what should our uh what should our lesson be from this from these two episodes because there are just hmm. many yeah, i feel like just like call your mom and thank her for, for dealing with you uh for not dumping you or like ever cutting you out of a christmas photo probably yeah. I feel like that some someone may have had that happen, but you know, probably yeah, or not. like st stealing you from birth. I mean, I'm sure you're like already cool with it because you're like, well, there's nothing really I can do at this point. But yeah, that's I, some like, pretty it, shocking information. Pearl's not getting kidnapped. <laughs> she's 16. Um, yeah, and I don't think she's gonna be motivated to go anywhere. It's more like, why didn't you say a thing? <laughs> I mean, she might want to have a relationship with those guys, but like, uh, too many options. So, uh. Maybe, like, ask more questions. <laughs> ask more questions, yeah. And, and be polite, you know? Yeah, Don't. you never know who could come out of nowhere and fuck your life up. Yeah, just keep, you know, once you start finding other people's skeletons, think about your own skeletons. Yeah, and, and just, like, like ah. be like, you know what? I'm not going to stir anything up because they know about my thing. Yeah, or, like, you know, it could be a scale thing. So, like, maybe oh. some you witnessed a murder... And you once stole something, but one of those is worse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Use like, your yeah. own judgment, really. <laughs> you know, the world is very gray. <laughs> and we just all have to do our best to not be shitty parents or kids. <laughs> Inspiring words.
Yes, and that's what we've learned from little fires everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, once more in two weeks, we will be talking about the final episode, Find a Way, um, which is the eighth episode of Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. We hope you'll join us for that. But until then, um, keep asking those questions. Keep, keep being nice to people who might, you know, have the ability to blackmail you, <laughs> etc. Um, just be nice to people to avoid problems yeah, in and general. Like, call your mom and either thank her or yell at her, whichever one you feel like. Uh, yeah, do both. Yell yeah. that thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, and then hang up. <laughs> just, don't explain who you are. Maybe call from an unlisted number for the additional little, like, sousson of surprise. Yeah, and um, also, don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we are not professionals and do not follow our advice. Yeah, so if you do it, it was not us. We just are. We just say shit. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Don't follow our advice, but also here is our advice. And on that note, <laughs> we will be back in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. Bye. No improvement.